0: Hello, world, and welcome to Ignited Fortitude Podcast. This is episode 16, and I am obviously not Steve.
1: Yeah, people are going (laughs) to wonder, like, what in the world? So who are you? I am Deanna, the wife of Bobby. Of the Bob.
0: Of the Bob.
1: Hey, guys. So uh, obviously, this is a little different. Steve is out. Uh, that somebody... crazy
0: week finally caught
1: up to <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> Steve's crazy week finally caught up to him. Uh, somebody in his household ended up uh, getting the Rona. The vid. And so um, so they all have to quarantine and he couldn't be here. And let me tell you what, he's like, dude, let's find any way possible that I can be there because he really, really wanted to be here. And uh, so he's super bummed. Um, so let's make sure that we're praying for Steve. You guys can be him in your prayers. You probably are because of his weeks that he always has I know every <laughs> week but uh for sure um he really wanted to be here and uh so we're gonna do something a little bit different my wife was very gracious and saying hey you know what i'll help you with the podcast that way you don't just ramble on like a buffoon yeah yeah so, I gotta
0: be that helper,
1: that's right. you gotta yeah. be that helper. so uh, thanks guys for the feedback on uh, will Owens's episode. It was great. a lot of people were like, man, I didn't realize all that stuff, especially those that knew him and and uh, just a lot of good feedback talking about suicide and yeah. um, just how you know we something that sometimes doesn't get addressed, you know, and all the the things that come with it and and the struggles and so um, <laughs> so just thank you guys. I was just
0: going to say, for the listeners, I just called my husband out. He has this fun little tick that he does and he shakes his leg. And I just called him out because I saw him doing it. Is that like a nervous thing? It's because I'm a drummer.
1: That's why. It's like always just got that rhythm going. No, I just got (laughs) always got that rhythm going.
0: You're bopping to the music (laughs) in your head. (laughs)
1: Let's get started (laughs) Let's listen to this. So, guys, we have a different kind of episode. It's just going to be Deanna and I talking about some marriage things where uh, God has brought us to and just some things even recently. Um, I know uh, a lot of feedback is, is, you know, we like how real you guys can be. And and, uh, and a lot of times uh, people are put up on um, a pedestal. Not so much a pedestal, but, you know, you think, oh, as a pastor, you don't have those problems. Or as a pastor's family, you guys probably have (laughs) an amazing, amazing marriage and everything's sunshine and rainbows. And you know what? That's not the case. The Bible does hold us to a higher standard, uh, being leaders, and that kind of reels us in. I think that's why God put me in this position, because he needed you to keep an eye on me.
0: Yeah, I
1: agree It's like with that, that problem child that you have. It's like, no, you know what? You're going to the grocery store with me because <laughs> I can't leave you alone. Because if you do, you're going to have a party and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. I feel like that's what the Lord did. Yep. So what are we going to talk about with marriage?
0: We are going to talk about all kinds of fun things with marriage. Grace and mercy and forgiveness and pizza and <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're definitely
0: talking about pizza. So
1: as of recent, you had an opportunity to teach the ladies at a women's event. Yes. And you got a lot of great feedback. And it I was did. and I got some feedback where husbands were texting me and like, Bro, I don't know what your wife said to all the wives, but thank you. Because my wife came home and she was like, I'm sorry for this and this. And he's like, So I don't know what your wife said, but <laughs> Th- ju- just tell her, thank you.
0: I know. Sometimes I want to say, I don't, not sure if I'm in the women's ministry. I think I'm more on the men's ministry because <laughs> I get more of the compliments from the husbands versus the wives. The wives, I have to tell them, even you were there, I had to tell them, please do not throw anything at <laughs> yeah. me on the stage. Yeah. So it's it's a little difficult. I come at it from a whole different angle.
1: Well, so what were some of the things that you said that you, from the feedback that you got that that really pertain to our marriage, where it was kind of a revealer of um, the reasons why you say that women kind of don't like hearing the message that you have.
0: So, you know, for one, um, a lot of people, and this, this pertains to men and women, but a lot of people have stuff, right. Mm-hmm. And past stuff, childhood stuff, like just, it's the hurt, the pain, the traumas, the things that they go through. And we, Don't ever get repentance or an apology or um, an exception of guilt or, you know, we we as people want somebody to take responsibility for our pain and we carry it in this weight that I mean, it's you can't measure the weight that we carry. And what we do is if someone hurts us or we have trauma and no one accepts responsibility, we put it inside of ourselves, bury it somewhere, and that causes us to react in relationships mm-hmm. instead of responding, right? Mm-hmm. Are you checking my time? Oh, no, I'm
1: checking a timer <laughs> so that we don't go like two hours. Oh, goodness. Didn't mean to.
0: So – You know, we stuff it down and it becomes our stuff. It's the things that cause us to um, react um, usually poorly in situations where we face where it may mirror a specific situation that um, we never had someone take responsibility for that hurt and that pain. Mm -hmm. So it becomes our stuff and we have nowhere to put it and stuff piles on to stuff piles on to stuff and before we know it we're stuffed with stuff right mm-hmm. and um the problem with that is we're searching for somebody to take accountability for what we've been through um and 9 times out of 10 if you've been on the receiving end of trauma you don't have anyone you know it's kind of like well it's your fault you caused it i didn't do anything And for me, that's what happened, you know, and I never got anyone to accept the responsibility for my pain. And so I then lashed out on anyone who would come near me, which is you. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Sorry. And, you know, when Jesus and I had our moment, you know, it was so awesome for him to just reveal, like, are you kidding me? Like, I knew everything that you were going to go through before you were born. Like, every single thing that you were going to face in your life before you were even born, I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I take responsibility. That's why I chose the cross. And that is why you are walking in salvation. Like, I took that. Mm-hmm. And it was it's so much easier to forgive Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, no, Jesus, I am not going to accept that. I won't forgive you for that pain. Like, of course, it's like, man, Jesus took responsibility for all that hurt. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the one that accepted responsibility, died on the cross, and allows me to have freedom so I could let go of my stuff.
1: Right, and so obviously with the message of the gospel being so great is – you know, he not only took responsibility, he didn't he's not the one at fault. Yes. Right. And you want somebody that faulted you to take that responsibility. And then here comes somebody in your life that's like, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll take responsibility. And I didn't even do anything yeah. to cause that.
0: Yeah, but you know, and then it you have to be careful with that too, because you can't take the blame for what has gone on in my life. Mm-hmm. So because sometimes people try to be the one like i know i didn't cause your pain but you know that white knight syndrome mm-hmm. that i really think you kind of have but <laughs> <laughs> i mean sorry but you know it's like you can't take responsibility like you have no power mm-hmm. to heal you have no power to redeem you have no power to um put me into a place of wow i can really let this go mm-hmm. And when I was in that place with the Lord and He said, let it go, like, this is what they mean at leave it at the cross. You know what I mean? Like, I was on that cross. I chose that cross for you and you can leave it here and continue on and it's freeing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's you you're you have more room for the spirit of God and not the stuff. Mm-hmm. You have more room to search for how to heal yourself and how to now walk in that new being, you know, that new creation of life. So I mean, it was very powerful. A lot of people said that that meant a lot because I think even as Christians, even as Christian women, we still carry a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and we don't know how to let go of it, you know, just because, you know, we're born again and yay, we're in this, you know, peaceful place and this joy. A lot of times we don't realize that we still have, you know, hurt and pain and trauma. And, you know, it's kind of, we're at this, that place where it's like, well, what do I do with it? You know, mm-hmm. am I not a good enough Christian, you know, because I still have that stuff mm-hmm. in there.
1: And so what was one of the things that you said in there um, Where, and I don't know if you were, I don't remember if you said it in the last podcast when you were on, but, you know, one of the things in listening to you, um, you know, talking to the women and, and telling mm-hmm. them was, you know, you were at a place where it's like, you know, you had the idea that you were this amazing wife. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And so you want to. You wanna hit on that?
0: Oh, you like that.
1: No, huh? I'm sorry to say that. I like that. I just I I think that was a powerful point.
0: That's all right. I'm very humble. I can take it. So. I know you're
1: so humble. You're gonna write a book on humble and how I achieved it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'll <laughs> I'll sign a copy for you. <laughs> oh goodness. Um so I really was you know, by the world standards, by people standards, I guess I was a good wife. Like I supported you in the ninety million ideas you had and, you know, this work ethic that is unrealistic that you portray and throw out there to the world. And I was raising kids and taking care of the house. And, you know, anytime you were like, hey, we're gonna do this, I was like, Yeah, let's go. I was your cheerleader. We've said that all the time, like I was your biggest fan, so everything that I was doing right um, made me look like I was this amazing wife. Like I wasn't cheating, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't going out with friends, I wasn't spending money, I wasn't you know like I was I was a good wife, I thought, and I remember thinking, man, if I'm such a good wife. Why is he so miserable? Like, why are we fighting all the time? Like, why is all these things? And I remember going, well, of course, it's because, you know, he's the reason I have to raise my voice because he didn't listen the first five times. And, you know, if he would just go the speed limit, we would get to places on time. And if he would use his blinker, like, I wouldn't have to remind him, like, I was putting you in the, in the blame place for my raising my voice and, you know, jumping right on you as soon as you walked in the door, like, well, if you would have answered my call when I called you five or six, 12 times, then I wouldn't have had to jump on you as soon as you walked in the door. And, you know, that's, I think where I was going wrong in the sense where, you know, yeah, by like, if you ask, you know, a, different husband who has other situations like oh, your wife's amazing like good job you know and then it's like oh well if you were inside of our home <laughs> it's not the case mm. poor bobby
1: so what do you think in this in terms of you know um the realization of of that mm-hmm. and coming to reality where it's like You had, you know, and I think that's valid. And it goes for both ends, right? I could have thought that I was, you know, like, and I did think, and I did think, right? Did did you really? Well, of course I did. Wow. Well, I wouldn't be, if I thought differently, I wouldn't be doing the actions or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And why isn't she appreciative of it? And look at how she's doing this. And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's in the sense of, I had my own thoughts where I thought that I was locked on and I thought I was right.
0: Well, I think a lot of that, too, is um, we, you know, they always joke, like, men speak French and women speak German. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting here trying to communicate our needs and our feelings and stuff. And unless I know your language, I cannot understand Mm -hmm. you. And unless you know mine, same goes. And I think that was a big issue for us because – you know, you, you know, like you love in ways that I wouldn't expect you to, like, that's not my love.
1: like. Yeah, and that's not the way that you expect my love to be.
0: No, yeah. not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you painted this. You always say like when you're dating, you're just lying to each other. Well, you're painting
1: and, a, a a very different picture oh, than what it is. I right? know.
0: So, <laughs> you know, you came off like romantic and thoughtful, and you know, always like, oh, I want to, I just want to spend all my time with you. Like, you were the one blowing off, like getting together with friends, and they were your friends. And it was like, no, let's just stay in and watch a movie. And I'm just like, oh, this man is amazing. And then we get married and it was like, "Uh, uh, you're working on our anniversary? And you're like, yeah, I have to. So I'm going out getting a picnic basket lunch and It's like finagling you to come to the house so that we can have a romantic, you know, picnic on our kitchen table with a blanket. And, you know, and it's like, I don't want to be romantic. Like, I want to be romanced. This is not fair. Yeah. So I I created a Bobby that I took bits and pieces of the lies you were selling me. (laughs) And I created this phenomenal man. And... It was way, way too many expectations. So I was going in. Yeah, I was going into this marriage thinking that I hit the jackpot, and I did. Like, I don't want you to feel oh, like I, I didn't. I, oh, you know. So
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know, I I created this unrealistic husband, and when you know you started showing me this is me, it was a little bit you know jaw dropping mm-hmm. just to say the least and then on top of that same goes you know like i think with that coupled with the we didn't understand each other's language and what we were trying to communicate
1: and then the stuff
0: and the stuff that i had i mean you had your stuff oh, too oh yeah 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 you know and i think everybody does but my stuff was a little bit more it was thicker I
1: think it's just different. It's just the fact that you're bringing in your stuff and the Mm -hmm. way that your stuff affects your marriage or affects you. And again, wanting and expecting me to be the one that's going to take – Fix it. Yeah, to fix that stuff.
0: Well, and and a lot of times, men, I love you. I'm sorry. But (laughs) you come off like, I'm here to save the day. I fix the problems. That's what I do. I'm a fixer. Give me anything and I'll fix it. And so we are the damsels in distress, you know, here we are, these broken little sweet girls that come in and you're going to sweep us off our feet and fix everything. And so, you know, you portray that and and you're, you're just as emotional as we are. You just don't know how to communicate it and not saying women know how to communicate it because we don't. But, I mean, it's different. It's mm-hmm. a different way of communicating. And you get – more beat up. In my opinion, I feel like men get more beat up. Women get more angry, you know, like, how dare you think that of me or put that expectation on me or, you know, whatever men get broken. Like Mm -hmm. it breaks your spirit. It breaks you like your drive and your goal. Like we have the power to build you up to, you know, conquer the world. We also have the, the power and the ability to tear you down, and it's even in the Bible in Proverbs fourteen, number one. I'm going to read it because this one, this one was huge, and I, I don't like Proverbs often because
1: <laughs> how it talks, convicting it it's is
0: talking about fools and everything else. So, but this one like really stuck with me, and it says the wise woman builds her house but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Mm -hmm. And we do like, it doesn't say men in there. It says women. And there's a reason because we are very much, I'm going to build this house and I'm going to rip it apart. And that's what we do with our husbands. It's what we do with our children. It's what we do with ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we we're our biggest bully. And so that's how we build and how we tear down. That's, I mean, it's awful, and I watched me do it to you Mm -hmm. without even realizing, but men internalize it, and you put it like, you know how – The children's ministry, they get the little vest and they get their little badges, you know? It's Mm -hmm. almost like every time you walk in and we start tearing you down with our words, it's like we're ripping off one of your little patches. Like, that's how I view it. I'm very visual.
1: Well, and and, 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 I mean, even to that sense, like, there was a time where— you would text me something like amazing. Like, thanks for being such a, you know, awesome husband and blah, 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 blah. And it was like all this great stuff. And I'm like saving the text messages. And then I don't know if you remember they got to the point where it's like, you'd say that and then something would happen and it would be completely like, I don't know, like downplaying it. You know what I mean? And it's like, He just told me like I'm a great husband, and then this is going on, and 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 I even told, I mean, I had to tell you where it was like, you know what? Don't send
0: me those. Yeah, I was like, stop
1: sending me Mm -hmm. positive texts anymore because I honestly don't feel that, and it's like it's like almost playing with my emotions where it's like you're telling me this, and I'm thinking that that's what it is, and then Mm -hmm. and the next breath it's like,
0: yeah, and it was because our communication was completely off. Like it's not what I was saying, and that's not what I meant but it was what you were hearing Mm -hmm. and same goes. Like there were times where you would say things to me and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't do anything right. I'm awful. I'm horrible, blah, blah, blah. And it was just what I was hearing.
1: And you know, like you said, the biggest thing is the communication. We're trying to communicate things. And unfortunately we have a tendency to always look at the negative. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they tell us, you know, with kids, you know, for every, you know, uh, Negative thing you say, you need to say, you know, 10 positive to make that stick. Oh, yeah. You know, so are
0: you going to tell them about pizza?
1: Yeah, let's talk about some pizza.
0: Let's talk about the pizza. Now I'm hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we had an incident, uh, what just a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. What less than three weeks ago? Probably three weeks oh, ago. Yeah. About three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So we had, uh, had some pizza at the house and, um, yeah, we had, plenty and there was plenty of pizza this is so plenty. silly gosh just talking about it just like turns my stomach I love it I, I think know it does great. it's on my bad but you know <laughs> so we had this thing and and we've been you know we have some things that are going on in a sense where um with, tensions are high tensions are high a little bit it, just not in our marriage right now yeah, but not just just each our other. in family and things that are going on with our children and um some things that are adult children you know, you if you have adult children, you know you're always worried about them. They
0: know exactly what you're talking about. All you gotta say is we have adult children <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm.
1: And very young adult children. Yes. There right? it is. So, um and our one of our children came over with their
0: We're gonna leave it. Yes.
1: Yes. So <laughs> significant other, I guess you could say. Friend. Their friend. And um and so we had some pizza at the house and I'm not very happy with the way things are going on the relationship and for one of our children, let's say. And um, so we had to pizza at the house. And- we
0: don't like our daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> there uh, it is. It's hard. Just admit it.
1: He's very. Yes. Anyways. So. Pray um, for us. Yes. And, um, and so they came over and. Deanna's like, hey, you guys want to take some pizza? And I was talking, we had some friends over at the house at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was chit-chatting and I thought, you know, yeah, of course, let them have some pizza, you know, go ahead and get a box together and put it together and get some pieces and let them have it, right? And so our friends ended up leaving the house and um, Domino's right now has this delicious buffalo chicken pizza that's like super delicious. then
0: crested is so good. Yeah.
1: And so our, it, they, you know, everybody left. And of course me, because pizza is my weakness, I go over to get a slice and it's like, hey, where's my pizza? Um,
0: Yes. And you yelled that. I was in the bathroom washing my face and that was what I heard from the kitchen. And I didn't respond because I was washing (laughs) my face. And then I hear, babe. And I go, yeah. And he's like, you gave Lexi my pizza? And I was like, "Your, your pizza? And you're like, yeah, my pizza. You gave her the whole box and I went, "Okay, I'm going to finish washing my face. The yelling across the house is not okay." So, and then I'll go in. So, when I walked into the kitchen, he was very upset. I was mad. He was like, I haven't mad. seen him mad like that in a while. In a long time. Oh, now. In a while. So, I know past issues. I would have went ham like i would have went oh it's your pizza let me tell you about that pizza and i would have even knowing because i know that his his issue was not about a pizza it was not that petty um i know that the issue had everything to do with our emotions are very high right now there's a lot going on in the situation and Bobby has always been the most phenomenal dad, always. And he always puts the kids first and he always puts himself last. And it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm tired of always being last and I'm tired of watching my kids hurting and I'm tired of, I mean, it was just, it was just his stuff was stuffed to mm. the brim and it exploded. And normally I would take offense to that. And oh yeah. Get, normally
1: it would have been heated.
0: It would have went all the way up, but I knew a hundred percent. I wanted to hear my husband in that situation. I knew where he was coming from and I knew it had nothing to do with pizza. And instead of attacking him and tearing down my house, I thought,
1: how about I build it? And defending yourself, not even just attacking me, right? But putting yourself in defense mode.
0: Yes, because that's our problem. Yeah, that's
1: what anybody does Mm -hmm. in that situation. So
0: instead, I removed myself. I let him be angry because I knew we weren't going to get anywhere in that moment. But I did not respond. I was not rude. And we were closing everything down to go to bed. And we got into bed. And we didn't speak. We did not. No, I wanted you to cool down. I really wanted Mm you to just breathe. I was fine because I knew what you were saying Mm -hmm. underneath your words. Mm -hmm. So I was good. And he got into bed and I was praying, Lord, do not have him lay on the edge of this bed (laughs) and throw a fit because I'm holding it together, but I really don't want to have to get
1: upset. And typically in that time, that's exactly, that's exactly what I, what I, that's what what I you would
0: do. do. And you didn't because nope. the Lord made sure that this was going to be a teaching moment sure. and not a tearing down moment. So he rolls over and is holding me. And I said, what did I say? Oh, I said, hey, before we go to bed, this is not how we communicate. I know that what you what was what you were feeling had nothing to do with pizza, mm-hmm. and I hear you and I heard you, but that is not how we communicate anymore.
1: And and yeah, anymore because we've made such progress. Yeah, such progress. Mm-hmm. And and that was powerful. That was super powerful because it wasn't. You you could have said a million things at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and I had him. <laughs> oh, I bet,
1: I bet, I bet. And I was almost ready for it. You know, I know <laughs> seriously, I, I was almost ready for it. And, you know, and this is what's so important because as you make progress, right? And, and just like, um, you know, in counseling, you know, you, you see the progress that, that couples are making. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, if you're making a determination to not be that couple that came in here, fighting and arguing and tearing each other down and all that other stuff, you need to not treat each other that way. And you need to come to the realization like- Okay, we realized what we were doing was wrong and we need to change things. And so when situations happen, although they might be similar to prior situations that you Mm -hmm. guys have gone through, you can't treat that other person the way that you used to. Yeah. Because you're just going to go right back to it.
0: Exactly. And
1: unfortunately, that has to, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't ever um, come from both parties. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's one person that has to speak up and actually make the difference. And I tried making the difference by holding you. You made the difference by the way that you responded to me. You know what I mean? Well, I
0: needed to hear your feelings. Um, A lot of times um, you're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be frustrated. And I think that's where a lot of marriages go wrong. I know for us, that's where we would go wrong. Um, I am allowed to be dramatic, if you will. Um, The problem is I'm not allowed to be sinful in that drama right and so I'm allowed to be overwhelmed frustrated you know even angry and I can voice that anger because it's not going to do any good inside so I'm allowed you were allowed in that moment to say you gave away my pizza I can't believe you would do that because I mean the conversation continued in the kitchen so you're you're allowed to do that what is not allowed to happen? is for someone to be hurt in that situation. Like you we didn't need to have raised voices because we know how to communicate now. But also, I had to check myself because there's a reason why you felt you still couldn't come to me raw with your feelings. So, you resorted to past behavior because of the fact you weren't secure enough with me to be raw and honest. And I have to accept that because of our lack of communication prior. That is why you felt the need to rage over pizza. Mm -hmm. And I have to accept that. And I have to make you aware that this is a safe place. Mm -hmm. And the only way I was going to be able to get through that through to you in that situation was to be different. And so I needed to recognize that it was not about pizza. You were not being petty Betty in that moment. Um, I needed to meet you in your feelings so that you knew that I was connecting and you weren't down on the ground and I'm higher up, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, your raised voice and the way you approached it did kind of catch me off guard and it did hurt my feelings but you were hurting and at the end of the day that's all i care about i care about your feelings and for a lot of men that's hard it's hard for them to express their feelings so they get a lot of pizza issues you know what i mean yeah. like it looks petty it looks ridiculous and well, us women
1: are like Phthah. well and it's what's sad is you know guys are it is hard for guys to communicate their emotions but yeah. anger is the emotion that they can end up communicating with
0: Mm, yeah, well, that was my yeah. method of communication as well. So,
1: yeah. I, so what, you know, you said one thing, and I think that's what is the hardest. Hmm. Except the fact that the reason why I, I re, um, reacted in that situation because I didn't respond to the situation, you I reacted. reacted. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I reacted was because of you past didn't waste, trust. Because mm-hmm. I didn't trust, mm-hmm. and and what's huge in that with you saying that and realizing is the fact that you accepted that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's where, um, you know, if, if roles would have been reversed and me having to accept that that's the thing that is going to have to, that's going to hurt the most, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, dang, like, she feels this way because of, you know, the way that I handled the situations in the past or the way.
0: Yeah, but don't dwell in that. Like, because a lot of time, pride, I mean, as amazing as I am, I'm telling you right now, like, that's, that's hard. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not walking around going, every single thing in my marriage was my fault. I am awful. I am, I'm not going to be ridiculous in my accepting of my behavior. I'm going to be realistic. And when you are able to be realistic with your exception of bad, (laughs) like, issues, Mm -hmm. I guess, Um, And lack of good wifely duties, it puts it into perspective where I'm not going to beat myself down any more than I already do nine times out of 10 in a day. You know what I mean? I'm going to just go, hey, my husband had to have a complete tantrum over pizza because he doesn't trust that he can be vulnerable with me because of how I behaved before. And I know that. I take responsibility for that and I'm moving forward and the only way I can change it is if I change my approach. And that's where my focus is. I don't want to dwell in the yes, I accept responsibility and I want you to accept responsibility cuz sometimes you can get into a place where you're just like I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm horrible at marriage and I'm ridiculous or you know whatever you want to tell yourself. I don't want you to ever feel like that. Because then that's going to set us back. like.
1: Well, and that's false humility. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's false humility.
0: Or, you know, sometimes like my OCD, I, the intrusive thoughts are ridiculous mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a battle in and of itself. And to top it all off with, man, my husband has to scream about pizza because he can't come to me. Like, that's just not another thought I need running through my brain, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just try to. I In that moment, and we're going to go right into Proverbs 15, I'm like in the Proverbs, you know what I mean? And this is the book I like completely try to avoid when we're reading and trying to, you know, work on our marriage because I always feel like the Lord is like, like highlighting fool every time I read it. Like one of these days I'm going to go through here and count how many times fool is in Proverbs. I'm sure someone has. So I'll just look it up. So in Proverbs 15, number one, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm. And is that not the truth? And is is that not 14, 13 years of our marriage? (laughs) Like, it was, we are very passionate people. And so we go back and forth and it's like, oh, really? Okay, well, watch what I can do and watch what I can say. And it was very much tit for tat for a very long time. And I think now the Lord has cleared out my stuff and has given me room to just kind of grow some really beautiful like wisdom stuff that is not of my own. I'm not taking credit for that because I have no idea how to even begin there Mm -hmm. in the sense of meeting someone in their feelings, especially when you feel like you're being attacked for something you did. You know, because normally my pride would have said, he's yelling about what you did. You gave your daughter a pizza that he wanted. We had, f- let me just clarify also, we had like four full pizzas left over. But there
1: was not the buffalo Yes, ranch. the Ch- buffalo yeah.
0: chicken was not yeah. there. Yes, I know.
1: But. And what did I say? And, and I hadn't even said, like, look, I, and when you were right, when you identified it and you're like, I know it's not the pizza. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad she recognized that because it wasn't, you know, because yeah. I felt like an, I felt dumb for being a child. And really, ultimately, like, what do I what do I tell the boys all the time? Like, look, what's the difference between a a baby and and a mature person, whether it's a mature kid or a mature adult? You know, it's the fact that a a baby is going to doesn't have any control Right, I love it's,
0: when you tell them that because I'm just sitting there, like, and the Lord will put you in a position this week <laughs> <I know. laughs> where you're gonna
1: have act to like use a that. act like a stinking baby. But that's ultimately what I was doing; I was mm-hmm. acting like a child, throwing a temper tantrum.
0: But you weren't, you know. I, I yes, wasn't, I but I was you.
1: because yes. it was over something simple and foolish, you know. Yes. And 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 what did I say? Like, look, if you would have given them three quarters of the pizza and would have just put a few slices of that in a bag. Like it would have been fine.
0: And I recognize that. And people are listening. Like <laughs> I cannot I believe. And if this is all they fight about, then <laughs> stop doing marriage counseling. Cause it's ridiculous. But seriously, I heard you and There's so many times in our marriage that I have to check myself because it's like I'm just going through the motions and you and I have set up this thing where our kids come first all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's like, oh, Phoenix needs this and Diesel wants this and Lexi needs – like right now, our daughter needs a dryer. And so her birthday is on Tuesday and I'm sitting here trying to figure out we need to get her a dryer and – I know that my husband and I have goals right now and we have been really, really saving money because we're trying to meet these goals that we have for ourselves. And I'm like, oh, no, we're just buying her a dryer, you know, and I have to check myself. And I know it sounds simple, but for the wives, that's what we do. And it's simple things and they're little. But when you start putting them together, you start to realize, Man, I am really stripping him of him feeling important, of him feeling heard and felt and loved. You know, and it's simple things like pizza, hmm. you know? Yes, that pizza, but it wasn't just the pizza. It's
1: because you'll do it in anything. In yeah. anything yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's the a dryer yeah.
0: and the, you know, and it's not a bad thing. Like, come on, I don't think anybody's gonna be like oh, Deanna's an awful wife did you hear what she said on the podcast she took a whole pizza and gave it to her daughter who's living on her own I'm gonna be the one that looks like a
1: little jerk yeah no
0: you're not a jerk but I mean and there's so many times and I have to catch myself because I know I do it I do it so much that you threw a tantrum over pizza Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so we you know my advice if you're going to take it at all ladies your husband's Better not tell you to take it or else they're in trouble. But what I would recommend is just really check how many times you're taking away from him without knowing, even if it's in a good way. Like me giving my needy daughter, who is probably starving. She's pregnant also, by the way. So just just to put another nail in Bobby's coffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's pregnant. and you know, she was hungry and she hadn't eaten. And of course the whole sob story and mommy tears, of course, I'm like, take all the food I have. And to Bobby, it was like, well, you could have given her some of that pizza, but you should have saved me some. And it's because we, I literally do this daily. Like I am stripping away from him. And even in time, you know, Bobby's like, man, I I really want to talk to you about the stuff that's going on. And I'm like, can it wait? Because I got to do this stuff with kids. And, you know, he's like, well, yeah, because he's amazing and he loves the kids as much as I do. And, you know, he lets me go gallivanting off to go do whatever with the kids. And then, you know, I come home and then it's rush, rush, rush because our life is insane. And, you know. Then randomly, two minutes before he is completely passed out in the bed, I said, hey, what was that thing you wanted to talk to me about? And he's like, it's going to have to wait. I'm too tired. And he falls asleep and it gets completely shoved under the rug. And I never get to experience that bonding time where I can hear his dreams or his needs or, you know, something he wants to talk about because I was too busy gallivanting like I do. So am i wrong
1: no you're yeah not.
0: i know no you just look at me like i think you're falling in love with me all over again <laughs> i'm i'm
1: just gonna keep talking no, i'm just kidding <laughs> it's funny but no but you know i you know it's hard marriage is it's hard no matter what it no. is and it's you know and what's crazy is just uh so there's this uh book that i it, used for counseling and stuff mm-hmm. and uh you know, one of the things that they point out is, uh, and this is because especially if you're having marital issues right now, you're thinking, you know what?
0: Even if you're not, I mean, every yeah, sure. marriage needs this.
1: Right? Sure, and so so you might be thinking, you know what? Maybe I married the wrong person. You know, Ooh. and it's and it's because it's like you know our, our marriage is like we recognize the fact like hey we're going to go through these problems. There was there was a time right where we were bring it and not. Too too long ago, probably over a little around a year ago, right? Where we were having some issues, and it's like, hey, we have a good marriage. We ha-, and you're like, it sure doesn't seem like it because we were we were in a very tough. Oh, I at thought that time. you were
0: gonna tell what I actually said. No, okay, <laughs>
1: <job>. <laughs> but but you know it, it it was it was you know it was a, a tough time that we were going through, and I was like, hey, look, it's okay. Like we have a great marriage. And to the degree you were like, it doesn't seem like it, and it's like, no, because it, we're gonna have these adversities regardless. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to happen, but it's how we go through those adversities, mm-hmm. you know. And and one of the things in in this uh, um, book, it's called Married and How to Stay That Way. Uh, the chapter is uh, about uh, unreal expectations, and one of the points that the that the author makes is is talking about, you know, um, you know, maybe you feel like you married the wrong person. Kind of insinuating the fact like, you know, if I would have married the right person, I wouldn't be having these issues. If I married the right person, everything would be absolutely perfect and there would be no issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he brings back um, the whole concept of Adam and Eve. And if you think of Adam and Eve, you know, you might be wondering, like, did God want me to marry this person? Okay. Now let's (laughs) look at Adam and Eve. Okay. Let's just for a second. Let's go. God creates Adam. Adam.
0: Yes. And And it
1: was not good. (laughs) The only
0: time it was not good was Adam.
1: And so he gives Adam a wife. And so here we go. These are the people exactly that we're supposed to marry one another. There was nobody else for them to be together with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here you go. It is a God-ordained marriage. Like it doesn't get any more plain. Like, you know, we might be wondering like, God, who do you want me to marry? There might be a single person. Who do you want me to marry?
0: Oh, I went through that. I I want, I want we have our our unrealistic expectations. I had them written down and I was like, he's gotta have this and this and this. And God literally took a man, put him to sleep, took out a rib, made a woman and went, there you go.
1: You know, and so this is exactly who you wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. And so this is what the author says. This is, however, um, did Adam and Eve have a perfect marriage?
0: Did no. They?
1: No. And no. And that's why we don't have a perfect marriage today. Eve disobeyed God's command and then tempted her own husband to sin too. They both shifted uh, They both shifted the blame for their failure to escape taking responsibility for their own sin. Their marriage had problems and fell short of the glory of God, even though it had been divinely ordained. Mm-hmm. You know? And so think about that. Like, if you're in a marriage right now that's going through a hard time, you know? Just think about that and just know that there is no perfect marriage. And it's the person that you're with, you need to, you need to accept them for who they are, right? And knowing that if if God didn't want you to be with that person, he would not have put you with that person. There could have yeah. been a, a hundred other people that you could have been married to that you didn't end up marrying. Yep. You did marry this person. And so God has allowed that mm-hmm. and has given you that. What you do with it. And how you live in that marriage is your responsibility, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, and you need to you need to understand that the you like I have a tendency to communicate the way I communicate, and I have a tendency to listen with the ears that I hear with, and only the things that I hear. And Bobby has a very strong communication barrier where he will say things that sound one way, but he means it completely different. (laughs) And so I'm mad before he even finishes the sentence. And it takes him about 20 minutes to re-explain what he's trying to. And once we get it down, it's like, oh, I should not be upset about this. And so it's you need to learn how to understand your partner's Love for you. So Bobby loves, I need time. Mine is time. I want, I think if you love me, you'll want to be around me. You'll want to talk to me. You'll want to put effort into our relationship and make sure we're connected. Bobby's is work. Like he works his fingers to the bone and he will do anything and everything. I will come into the kitchen and go, Wow, you know what I saw? I saw this backyard and it had like this beautiful waterfall and this huge like green area and like a dog run. And it was just so beautiful. Next thing I know... Bobby is freaking out over a budget on how to give me a backyard with a fountain and a waterfall and a dog run. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, didn't you say you wanted that? I go, no, I didn't say I wanted that. I was just saying I saw it. I was having a conversation. And he's like, well,
1: I'm just here to give you whatever you want. Like, so it's not so much that my my love language would be work. It's well, I'm not pro- saying pro- love pro- language. To provide.
0: Yes. but But you show, you express your yeah. love. So what would happen is I would complain that we weren't getting any time. And he's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean we're not getting any time? I'm here. If I'm not at work, I'm here. And it's like, yeah, but you're here and you're on your phone and you're taking phone calls and you're answering emails and you're doing stuff for the podcast and you're running around crazy. And we haven't said four words to each other. Like, you're my best friend. I need to talk to you. And you are like, but I'm here, you know. And I was getting frustrated because I thought he would do anything to be away from us and in reality he was doing all he was doing for us mm-hmm. and that's i think where a lot of couples have you know that miscommunication also like i thought you were not hearing me and you were doing the exact opposite of what i was asking and you couldn't understand why i was asking for time mm-hmm. so i had to understand that that is your love like you are going above and beyond for this family every single day without fail, without sleep. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And I'm being ungrateful in all the work that you're doing and the sacrifice and everything by telling you it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling like attacked, like all, all this stuff that I do because he, you had said all the things that I do is for you. And you don't appreciate anything. <laughs> and I was just like, are you kidding me? And so we're we're at a loss where we're com- we're speaking completely different languages at mm-hmm. this time. And we're trying to figure out where is he coming from, where is she coming from? And what happens? Defensiveness. Yeah. And that's where I think you and I both would go wrong.
1: Yeah, you know, and and a lot of it is is unspoken expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm expecting I, I'm doing all this stuff and thinking that, hey, I'm I'm doing and I'm providing and I'm, I'm doing what I'm thinking is right and what I should be doing. And because that's the way that I am like wired and that's what I gravitate towards. Yeah. And then my expectation would be like, oh, she's going to like throw a parade. Yep. Throw a parade. That's what he wants. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking that it's <laughs> yes. going to be. It's going to yeah. be awesome. And then it's like, thanks. Well, why are you upset? Right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. w- this isn't like, this isn't what, this isn't what I expected, yeah. you know? And then the same thing on your end, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's, and that's, what's hard in a marriage. And you have to communicate those expectations and like, hey, you know, this is what I'm, I'm thinking or, you know, just, hey, how do we want to spend our time? How do we want to do things? Or what is, you know, our, our focus for, you know, this month or, mm-hmm. or whatever, And being able to come together and talk about those things and like, you know, okay, listen to you and listen to what you're saying and like, okay, but I can't do that because, you know, whatever or whatever. But having to come to a place where you guys come to an agreement and and it's not, uh, I expected something different. It's like, okay, now we know the expectations.
0: Well, what's funny is now that we've kind of gotten a hold of our communication and our expectations, we don't have to express those things like i don't have to tell you oh i need time cuz you just show up and it's like see that's what i've been waiting for this whole time <laughs> and you don't have to you know remind me of all the things mm-hmm. that you're sacrificing and all the hard work because i am constantly appreciative of everything so i just think it's funny you you spend more time and more effort and energy fighting for the things you want, when in reality, if you would just learn how to communicate and learn how your partner needs to be loved and express how you need to be loved, there is no work. Like, it's just, am I wrong? No, 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 it's like for I'm sure. Saying. It's for
1: it's for sure. You know what I mean? And, you're, and you focus on trying to work together. Yeah. Yeah instead of working against and then you each can other.
0: enjoy the small amounts of time that you have together yeah, instead and not of
1: fighting arguing. during those times that yeah you know, yeah you know and one of the big things is you know even even from this book is is you What's know it's chapter on? not expecting it, it same chapter same chapter the unrealistic expectations um you know one of them is into that degree is like not expecting your spouse to be the one to make you happy.
0: Oh yeah, you definitely do not make me happy. No,
1: and yeah, and we've both ex- expressed it. Like you, you are not my happy. Like I'm you not the not, root of your. Yeah, happiness. you're not the root mm-hmm. of the happiness. And so in this section, he says, uh, he, he talks about like uh, uh, seeking happiness from your mate is an unrealistic expectation. Yep. That can be very subtle because it is very natural for you to want someone to love and to love you. But if you are not if you are unhappy or struggling in your own personal walk with Christ, your spouse will never make you happy. Happiness cannot be attained by direct pursuit. It is a byproduct. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. You make me a lot of things. Happy is not (laughs) one of them. I'm gonna get that, like put up in our house.
1: (laughs) No, but you know what? And and it's like the apostle Paul, right? Yeah. In Philippians, he's talking about like, hey, you know what? I've learned to be happy and content. Yeah. And it's not so much happy, but content in yeah. all things, whether, you know, whether it's in, in abundance or whether it's in scarcity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that comes from knowing what we have. Like, hey, everything that I have is from God. And what I have here, I need to appreciate. Yeah. And if we did that in our marriage, and it's like, you know what, my spouse, I need to learn to appreciate my spouse. I need to appreciate all that. You, my wife is doing for me, mm-hmm. you know, and accept that. And it's like, you know, coming home and like you got the house all done and things are taken care of and and, and not just coming and throwing all my stuff on the counter and, and, and just whatever, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how I'm going to show my appreciation and not thinking, you know, what, well, why didn't you do this for me? Or why mm-hmm. didn't you do this? I was coming home and I was expecting to have – Lunch or something, you know, oh, but you do, no, but you know what I <laughs> mean. But let's just say, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. and just worrying about those things, um, you know, it's a byproduct, yeah, you know, because of our relationship with Christ, and that's what I think most marriages it's like, you know, my spouse is doing this, and my spouse is like, oh,
0: yeah, let me let me just side note with that too, because Bobby does those things, okay? So, what like, things? what the things that the couples come in and they're like, my spouse does this, and my spouse. I still do those things. Bobby still does those things. Those things are still there. But the difference is we are so focused on the Lord and our relationship and feeling like I have to fill myself before I can pour anything into my husband. And if I am being filled by the wrong things, I am pouring mud water into my husband's coffee cup in the morning, you know, and I don't want him drinking mud and nor does he want to drink mud first thing in the morning. Mm. So I need to make sure that from the place I pour, it is being filled with good things. And that's what I focus on in the morning. I need to make sure that I'm getting my Bible time. I need to make sure I'm getting my quiet time. I need to go to Jesus and I need to vent off all the things my husband still does Mm -hmm. and I need to get clear of that and I need to get back into the game so that I can pour into my husband the things that he needs
1: yeah because if you if you don't and you're basing it off of me Man, yeah. you're going to start that oh, day. Oh, yeah. You're, you're gonna drinking start, mud, buddy. Yeah, for sure. I, hey, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that's what this guy continues to say. He says, your unhappiness is caused by searching in all the wrong places and things that can never satisfy. Yeah. No person or thing can ever make you happy. If you are, If you unrealistically believe your spouse is able to make you happy, then you will begin asking for more than your mate is capable of ever giving you. You subtly begin to depend upon your spouse for your joy in life. However, this inner void can never be met because there is no physical or emotional experience that can satisfy the deep spiritual need mm-hmm. you have. Only one person can satisfy the emptiness inside you, and this person is the Lord.
0: Amen to that.
1: You know, and it's like realizing if if I'm mad and I'm upset, if I'm you know, gonna tantrum raise my pizza. voice and tantrum over pizza. You know what? I gotta check myself and and remember, hey, you know what? The fruit of the spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness. And 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 obviously it's gonna be too late because I'm not gonna realize that in those moments. But reflecting back, it's like, what is what's going on here?
0: Yes, but and I don't want I'm not taking away from that at all because you and I just had this talk not too long ago. No it's okay for you to experience that emotion. Oh, sure. And that's where grace and mercy comes from my perspective. So, yes, we need to be checking ourselves in our fruits. We need to be making sure that our spouses are not drinking mud water. Okay, yes, 100%. But we also need to be on the, the, you know, opposition we need to make sure that we are giving grace and mercy i need to make sure that i am meeting you in your feelings i need to hear what is underlining instead of getting defensive instead of getting frustrated instead of going for the kill because that's what i do and i need to check myself and i need to say okay what is he saying what is he needing what am i not providing and then go into an actual conversation and I don't know what I was expecting when I came at you the way I did. (laughs) It was uncharted territory for me, ladies and gentlemen. So I had no idea what was going to happen. I don't know if I was expecting anything per se to happen. I just wanted my husband to feel heard and supported. And I apologized for making him get to a point that he had to express his feelings in a very ungodly manner. And I had to take responsibility that, hey, he had to resort to that because he didn't feel comfortable coming to me any other way.
1: And I think that's, you know, and, and listening to that, it's, you weren't listening to what I was saying.
0: Oh, I've learned that over the years. Yeah,
1: you were listening to, you know, why I was saying it. And I have pro- a
0: decoder ring. <laughs> well, you were, but you were <laughs> listening
1: to, look, you know, there was a deeper issue yes. and, there, and there's always there's always, a deeper, there's always a deeper deeper issue you know what i mean that's why he says it in the book you know there's a spiritual need mm-hmm. and if you if you if you can come at those things that are going on in your marriage with the, that lens mm-hmm. you know and saying okay yes this person's upset right now or this person's hurt you mm-hmm. know like it could be a, a deep hurt. what is it that's causing causing that hurt you know and and realizing hey you know what there's a spiritual uh reason that this is going on and letting that be what's going to take care of it and solve it. Um you know, I think for husbands one of the things is as we get ready to kind of close this out and and and
0: and go get food
1: and go get some pizza. <laughs> no, but no. but to 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 close you know just some perspective on yeah. these things especially for the husbands. In uh 1st Peter chapter 3 when Paul uh, when Peter is addressing the husbands he says, "In the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat her with understanding as you live together." Mm-hmm. She may be the she may be weaker than you than you are but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered I know for me that's one of the the um scriptures that I hide deep in my heart and knowing like hey you know what I need to be in an understanding way with you because if I'm not m- my prayers are not going to get answered
0: and you know you've done such an amazing job with that because i mean yeah I was a hot mess. Like, I just realized by looking at um, my overview of my medical records for mental health, I have a lot more than I thought I did, as even of recent. And- By the way, if any of you are looking for a really, really amazing therapist, I'm going to plug her because she is phenomenal. No, this is not sponsored. Her name is Claudia Chacon and she is at Dr. Reed's office in Sierra Vista. She is amazing and Dr. Reed is amazing. And it's because of them that I'm able to start the journey of being a a godly wife and a godly woman. And I think that's also, I mean, especially with the podcast that we've had recently, just the mental illness and the addictions and the, you know, it all stems from, you know, your brain run. I mean, it's running 50 miles a minute. And it's hard to get a handle on. And if you have depression or anxiety or, you know, any of the slew of things that I have, I guess, it makes it even more difficult to be what God is calling you to be. And it's not a bad thing to seek help, Mm -hmm. therapy, I need medication. And we tried to take it away from me and we were like, nope. Get her back on the meds. Well, you know, I
1: mean, and maybe we'll have to have a, another podcast with you to talk about that. But you know, it, you know, we when I was talking about uh, a, a year ago when we were having that tough time, yeah. And I said well, we have a good marriage, and when you were like, no, we don't, because we wouldn't be going through this. Like, Deanna had gotten off her medication, yeah. and and it really put an effect on us because you didn't want to take the medication because you felt. Like, I don't want to be on meds. Well, yeah. that was one of the reasons, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And thinking like, hey, I should be okay and I shouldn't have to take medication yeah. because of the stigma that comes with it. And guess what? Like that really affected it our- It played a
0: huge role. Yeah, it's played and, and I'm telling you this because my husband doesn't understand. He's a Marine. He's a man. He's a dude. So it's, it's hard because he didn't understand- OCD. I mean, not a lot of people honestly do understand OCD, and that's a pet peeve of mine, by the way. But because it's
1: not about it's not about and being cleaning, orderly. and it's
0: not. You know, people will say like, "Oh, I'm really OCD about this," and that drives me insane. Because I'm like, you know, you have no idea how awful having OCD is. Um, yes, that is part of it. Um, some people think being particular about certain things. Oh, I'm OCD. No, ma'am. I'm sorry to break it to you, but it is awful. And with me having OCD, it makes it very difficult to talk to my husband because he didn't understand. He would say things like, oh, that's all in your head. I'm all, I know, it's mental (laughs) illness for a reason. And he was just like, well, just don't think like that. Uh, if it were that easy, I would be amazing right now. You know, no one wants to think and go through and deal with the things that I had to think and go through and deal with. And it, on top of juggling marriage and wife and church and, you know, responsibilities, it made it extremely difficult. And as soon as Bobby started to understand me from a different perspective – it made it so much easier to confide in him and talk to him and go to him on days where I was just having a really hard time. And also having my, I have an amazing mental health team. Like I have people that I can go to. I have therapists, I have medication, I have my husband. And so it makes it very easy to go, okay, Yes, I have these things, but these things don't have me, yeah, right? That's yeah, right. <laughs> big girl stuff. That's right.
1: <laughs> but you know, and 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 to that point, you know, we have to. I didn't understand. No. And when I didn't understand, it made things more difficult and put yeah. more pressure on you. You know. Well, and it it ruined our
0: communication. Oh
1: gosh, big time. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I, it's like I didn't want I. I didn't understand, I didn't feel like I needed to understand. I felt like you weren't understanding yeah. and it's yeah, and it wasn't good. And so, you know, just even even letting scripture be my guide yeah. and and knowing like, hey, you know what? I need to get this together because if I'm having issues in my marriage and realizing it's my fault, my prayers are, aren't going to leave the ceiling. They're yeah. not going to leave the room. God's not going to and it, that's biblical. That's yeah. what that's what Peter's saying here, you know? And 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 the big point that he points out here too is that the your wife is the weaker vessel that doesn't mean that your wife is weak and you are yeah, strong. Yeah, because I
0: can take you, buddy. No.
1: <laughs> that doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? That that your wife is weak and, and you're strong. No, it means, that guess what? You're weak and she's weaker, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you need to realize that. And the reasons why you're going through as a man, like you're, you're struggling with things, you're lashing out over something ridiculous like pizza is because you're weak, because you don't have things together. And you need to identify those things. And knowing that, Knowing that your wife is struggling and has her own struggles as well. Yeah. You know, so try to be understanding, you know, obviously that goes for both spouses. Yes. You know, but, you know, you need to be filled with the spirit. You need to make sure that your relationship, this is ultimately what it comes down to is letting Christ be the one that fills you. Don't expect other people to take responsibility for your stuff. Knowing that God is the one that has provided his son to be the one that has taken the stuff yeah. Has taken that from us when he didn't need to, yeah. because he loves us that much. And you know, we expect and or, or we think like, you know what? I'm going through all this suffering and I'm doing all this, this hurt and 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 getting all this backlash and and it's like, hey, guess what? You know what? Jesus met us in that suffering also.
0: Oh yeah, like that's so powerful. <laughs> Remember when I said yeah. and you were like, what? Yeah. Like he had to die the way he chose to die so that he could suffer at the same level as each and every one of us. The humiliation. Like, I remember getting upset because I felt like you turned your back on me. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Bobby didn't have my back in this situation just recently. And I'm in my Bible and it's where Peter denies Jesus. And I'm like, whoa, bro. like. that's a bigger situation than what i went through and it's like if you really think about how jesus suffered he went through so much and it's on so many different levels so he can meet us there in our suffering like he has suffered and that's why we can go to him in our suffering yeah. Yeah. that's that's deep yeah. Deep.
1: So guys, we're already just about the hour mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, we wanna try hungry. to kick these. Yeah. <laughs> we try to keep these short. So um hey guys, we appreciate you listening to us. It was kind of like a
0: last minute ramble. A
1: last minute ramble. Yeah, Steve was gonna be on talking about some um we were, we were gonna initially talk about grief and hopefully uh um, he'll be ready to be here next week and um, we we're gonna address some grief, uh some things that he had to deal with with um losing his dad. Uh, not mm. too long ago. Today when, when this when this episode uh is gonna drop on Wednesday, it's actually the year marker of of his dad uh his dad's passing. I think a year or two years. I'm not. Sorry, bud. I don't remember if it was a year or two years, but it, it's a marker for that, and uh, it's a very powerful story, and uh, and that's what he really wanted to be here for. So uh, that should be the next podcast that's going to come out, and so not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. Um, so, guys, thank you. This was kind of a, a fly off the cuff, but uh, we want to just talk about marriage. We hope that our our my fumbles with. Pizza and not being You can judge him. Okay. Not being able to Hey, you know what? You have that pizza and then you see for yourself when somebody oh my takes God. It all Dominoes. <laughs> What's it called? Dominoes, but it's buffalo chicken pizza. It's got onion on it too. It's so. delicious. But thin crust. I uh, but you know, and and
0: I'm just trying to see why are we not sponsored? Domino's, um, Doctor Reed's office. Who else did we plug?
1: <laughs> but anyways, guys, we're gonna sign off. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to this. We pray that it was beneficial. If it was, hey, always you know share it. If you guys want to uh, reach out and interact with us, always available. You can reach out to us on uh, YouTube, leave some comments, or even through the Apple Podcast. You can email us, um, ignitedfortitude at gmail.com. Uh, you can, do you want to shout out your, your gram? No. No. Okay.
0: I like to be incognito. <laughs>
1: okay. So, but anyways, guys, there's always some ways to uh, get a hold of us. If you even want to drop an email off at the ignitedfortitude uh, Gmail uh, email, and, uh, you know, if you need some, some kind of help or have something to say for Deanna, you guys can drop it off there and I'll make sure that she gets it.
0: I'll get it.
1: So how about since Steve's not here, you can pray us out since I prayed us in.
0: Oh, no problem. Father God, thank you for this opportunity, but thank you more for this marriage, Lord, and the work that you have allowed us to be part of and just pulling the scales off our eyes, Lord, and seeing that we had some heavy work to do and that you were going to be with us every step of the way, Lord. I just pray that you continue to strengthen us and anytime I want to replace a scale, Lord, that you be the first to rip it off and just remind me of the purpose that I have in this walk and and how I am to help my husband and to love him and to be humble, which I'm working on. Um, Father, we pray for Steve and we lift up his family. We love them dearly and we want to make sure that they are all healthy and strong and ready to come back because I'm not sure if I can come and do one of these again. (laughs) I think I'm pretty much kicked off, Lord. Um, But I thank you for this time. I thank you for this incredible work that my husband has in his heart for the marriages and the families and the people in the world, Lord, and just wanting to get out there and reach them where they're hurting. And I love him very much. And I thank you for this amazing gift of a man that you have given me. Um, I also ask that you be with these marriages that are struggling in their communication, Lord, or if they are struggling in the way they love each other, just um, give them peace and wisdom and bring them closer together um, because their covenant is with you, Lord, and not humans. I love you, and thank you so much for everything that you have given us. And it is in the mighty and victorious name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen.